0: Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers, Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please sit. Perhaps the most difficult teaching of the Christian faith is not the mystery of the Holy Trinity, or the divinity of Christ, or the atonement, but that God loves us unconditionally. I suspect that the majority of us cannot quite bring ourselves to believe that this is true. And the reason that we do not believe is that it is so different to what we are used to. Much, if not all of the time, we receive love and affirmation if we do good things or if we behave in a certain way. The world trains us to believe that we are lovable only on the condition that we are a particular person or do particular things. And it might seem that this idea is condoned by some of what Jesus says in our passage from the Gospel of John. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. But to conclude from these verses that God's love is contingent and conditional, would be to misinterpret the tenor of the entire section. Jesus says that we abide in his love in the same way that he abides in the love of the Father. That communion between the Father and the Son cannot be in any way contingent or conditional because, as Jesus tells us earlier in John's Gospel, the Father and I are one. The Father and the Son live within one another. Therefore, when Jesus says that he keeps his Father's commandments, it is not that he does something good and then gains the Father's approval as a result. In fact, it's entirely the other way around. It is because Jesus receives the fullness of the Father's love that he is capable of keeping the commandments. What Jesus is trying to get across is that God's love for us is not something extra in our lives. It is the foundation of everything. It does not follow, but precedes all that we do. It is what enables us to love one another and to love him. It is the source and pattern of everything that we call love, whether that be exercised in marriage or friendship or any other relationship between people If God's love is the foundation of everything, then that means two things. Firstly, it means that apart from God, we can do nothing. Indeed, apart from God, we are nothing, because we would not exist if he did not hold us in being. But second, it means that as St. Paul declares to the Ephesians, God can accomplish through us far more than all we can ask or imagine. In the power of his love, we become disciples, we bear the fruit of righteousness, and we lay down our our lives for one another, a phrase which refers not so much to physical sacrifice, but to all the ways that we put ourselves at the service of our fellow human beings. There is only one thing that we must do, if we want to receive the surpassing love of God. One thing, but a difficult thing. We must choose to abide in God at every opportunity. What does this mean? God so values his relationship with human beings that he does not enslave us to his service, but encourages us to choose him freely. Abide in me, abide in my love. Jesus repeats this plea because it is within our power to separate ourselves from him. Often we are beguiled by what appears to us to be good, not just straightforward self-interest, but certain ideas about wealth, equality, fairness, work, stability, When we choose these things instead of God, we dispose of ourselves like useless branches thrown onto the fire. Therefore, Jesus calls us to choose the more excellent way of agape, a kind of love that is not based on external attraction or even emotional affection, but is a voluntary commitment to the good. Those of you who are here to renew your marriage vows are doing something not simply wonderful but godly because you are freely choosing to recommit yourselves to the law of love. But marriage is simply one way that God invites us us to abide in him. Everyone here participates in relationships with family, friends, colleagues, neighbours, fellow disciples, through which God summons us to experience and convey his love. Whether you know it consciously or not, your presence at this Eucharist is a choice to receive the love of God. Loving our neighbour, whether that be our spouse or someone from church or whoever, is not a matter of trying really hard to think and act like Christ. The fact is that we are sinners, and even the saints do not become Jesus. Rather, loving our neighbor is about laying aside our self-interest and letting God's power work within us so that he may graft more and more people into his vine, Jesus Christ. Let me suggest that for those who desire to keep the commandment of love, The best place to start is prayer. Pray for your spouse, or for your friend, or for the person next to you in the pew. Pray that, in the words of Saint Paul, they may comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Pray that they will be filled with the love of God to whom be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen.